It wasn't original. There. It'll happen every time. This is this is just what I do now. Uh, okay, look at this. Uh, we are on Milwaukee Avenue. That right there is Daryl from the Bow Weevils. Hello. That right there is returning. Actually, you're both returning guests. The thrice returning guest, Dennis Buckley from 88 Fingers Louie, is in the back seat. Uh, one of the first things Dennis said to me tonight. Do I have the record for the most appearances on this podcast? Does he? That was an important thing. I think he's tied for first. Who's the first? Uh, I think he's tied with Josh Caterer of oh, Smoking Popes, nice. and I think he's also tied with Seth from Bacon Fest. Wow. I'm in good company. You are in good company. You are in bad company, I thought, before. He was. He was. <laughs> I can't get uh, enough it, of Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that means you've got to come back one more time, Daryl. Just to, I do. So you're in the like, SNL repeat. Right. Uh-huh. Even this shit out. I'm sorry. Oops. Right. Right. <laughs> this is a family the, the Punk Rock Hero said shit on the show. podcast. I should mention, this podcast that we're recording for release on carquincarnate.com is brought to us by Boost Mobile. I was talking to a friend of mine who said that she always goes over her data limits. Always. So she, her phone bill is like 200 bucks a month. For some, that's what I'm saying. And I don't have that problem because I have unlimited everything with Boost Mobile. This phone is a Samsung Galaxy S8, which runs... Ooh. On the Boost Mobile Network. That's see, look at that. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show. James Van Asta. Uh, so all right. It is car con carne. You guys are here. Yes. Uh, I have no agenda. You've known each other forever, so I thought it'd be fun <laughs> to, to throw you in a car and eat Blaze Pizza. Yes, yeah. that'll be great. We'll hold up to the camera. I have napkins for my guests. Oh, napkins, finally. <laughs> that last time, you didn't have napkins. Did you, you say know? Blaze Pizza? Did I say Blaze? Dante's Pizza. Dante's is on fire. Sorry, why did I say Blaze? Blaze, I mean Dante's. Blaze is good pizza, but it's no Dante's. Dante's Pizza. Slices. Slices. Oh, here we go. We all got pepperoni. Hand that back to him. Thanks. Here we go. They're gigantic, too. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Oh, look at oh, look at this. There is <laughs> grease coloring uh, this plate. You can drink that. Yeah, oh, this is good. Mm. Oh, yeah. Ah. Definitely hold it over the plate because this is going to make a considerable mm. mess. Mine's not leaking that much. This must not have a lot of flavor in it. Must have drained out. Look at how gigantic... Look at this slice. That's a half a pizza for you. That is half a pizza. There, There is no healthy way to go about this. Well, that was actually my slice. <laughs> we're, we're just going to dive mm. right in. They had a special slice of the day, which was, I, I think it was just everything they had left over in the kitchen. It was like salami and pineapple and, and pineapple and onion, and it, it didn't sound right. Uh-uh. So we, we, we went with the safe, conventional pizza that you see in front Pepperoni of me. Pepperoni pizza. Safe and conventional. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because mm -hmm. we're safe and conventional. <laughs> mm hmm. I, well, maybe. It's good. This is good. Mm hmm. Good Tim, thin slice of pizza. Tim mm. Murphy, I love you. He's mm. the owner of Dante's. I'm going to say hi to Adrian. Hi, Jillian. Adrian. Jillian, former guest. Hi. Oh, Jillian. Hi, mm -hmm. Jillian. From Turnspit. Hello. Elizabeth, Chris. That car almost hit you, dude. I know. Holy crap, it almost died. <laughs> We almost got killed. We almost got killed. Say, say hi to Jillian from Turnspit. We almost died. Thanks, See what you've done, Jillian. How dare you? <laughs> so you guys have known each other, I mean, dating back to 
the very early 90s? 92. 92. Yep. So last time I did this podcast with Daryl, we went to Johnny's, which is oh. about as close to beef perfection heaven. as you'll find. Heaven. Yes. And at the end of the podcast, I did something that I've never done before. Had a second one. Went back for a second beef and sausage combo. <laughs> yes, we did. We ate like jackasses that day. We, did, we ate like kings. We ate like kings. Not King jackasses. jackasses. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Daryl's healthy. He's a doctor. He knows what toxins can do to your system. He probably found a way to flush all of it out of his body. He probably <laughs> wired up some kind of IV that, that cleansed his system the next day. I was left with whatever that was. Yes. Um, sadness, yet at the same time, some weird joy that you had. It was so you good. Because you accomplished something that was so good, mm-hmm. yet so bad, it kind of evened itself out. See? Yes. I'm, I'm holding up my hand to the camera, which is truly dripping with grease. Yes. This is, this is foul. It's going to be absorbed subcutaneously, too. <laughs> right into your arteries. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm not proud. I'm not, not proud of that either, but you know what? Hey, man, you got to do something. Mm. All right, so let's let's go back to you're in this punk rock scene in the 90s, mm-hmm. and I've talked about the punk rock scene of the 90s with both of you before individually, but together I, I'd be interested to hear your collective take on what the scene was like at that time because it, it felt really exciting. Well, I mean, I, I guess to rephrase it, compare then to now. It was smaller. Seen. I mean, it was, yeah. it was more cohesive. It was smaller. Mm-hmm. So you had... You know, less bands to choose from. So we, we, we came in at a lucky time. I mean, you, I mean, however good we were or however bad we were, I mean, it's like, that's all you had. You had what you had. You had to go out and see those bands. And over time, you just liked them for the energy they brought, even if we couldn't play our instruments that well at the time. So, I mean, but we grew into our ability to play instruments, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the choices were, were limited. But But those bands that we played with were all just the same guys as us that, you know, came up. As you listening to the same bands that we could, you know, talk about, you know, bands like the Circle Jerks and bands like the Germs and bands like Naked Raygon and, you know, all the, all those bands that we knew, we'd see each other at the same shows. We'd talk about that all the time. Yeah. The shows we used to go to and, you know, all of our friends being at those shows and then hanging out afterwards. Just well, those hangouts out. Were, better, were, were, were my favorite part, probably more than the yeah, shows themselves. Yeah, the hanging out. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. So we'd go to, you know, Denny's we're in a Denny's, you know, yeah. it's like one of those things. So, um... That was kind of the whole thing. Is that then it was you, you knew everybody, yeah, you know, and um, you, when a band played, you'd go and you'd support that band because they were your friends. And you just wanted to hang out, yeah, and just get to the point where the show was done, and you're like, "That was great, you guys played, but let's hang out afterwards and just you know act stupid, yeah." Um, so and laugh about stuff because that's the thing. We had fun. I mean, that's what it was. It was just fun, yeah. Um, and it wasn't like you had some kind of agenda that it was like. A job you were putting it down. It was like we just went out there to have a great time and entertain and hang out with each other. Um, and then it grew into something where I guess you could do it, you know, if you wanted to play, quote, professionally in some sense, you know, but instead of being amateur. So, um, I mean, that's my take on it. It was just all fun. It still is fun. I mean, because all the same people are still playing now. Right. I and mean, yep. you get a chance to see Apocalypse Hoboken's coming back. They're playing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, when you, when you think about that stuff, you know, you see these guys all the time. You're like, this is amazing that we still get to do this yeah um and still get to hang out and be you know friends that we've always been you know and say the same old thing from yep. 1992 which yeah. still make us laugh speaking of hoboken uh they are getting back together uh, just for a couple shows uh i'm writing something for their liner notes they're doing like a vinyl awesome. reissue and I, i've got to nice. think of 
something to say. I don't know how to say it without saying Todd Pot was self-destructive. <laughs> but I'm going to find a way. Or maybe I do include that. I mean, but punk rock in itself is kind of self-destructive in a way. I mean, we're all damaged <laughs> in some sense, aren't we? Yeah. Um, in our own ways, we're damaged in some sense. And we're working it all out with all of our friends in this group therapy session all yeah. the time of going to shows and playing and some of us come out better on the other end than other people mm-hmm. that, that's the unfortunate thing is that you know um and, and the sad thing is sometimes you know during the time that we're playing and then suddenly it starts to become some kind of a you know competition for some odd reason it did you start to separate <laughs> out which is weird did, because yeah. then it becomes really that you're not helping your buddy you're helping your friend with their therapy in some sense right. of having the great hangouts afterwards it became kind of a us well, versus them kind of thing well it turned into a oh how come you got on that bill and we didn't right that kind of thing which is which is you think about looking it, back it was dumb it was I mean, it's still dumb. dumb it's still yeah. dumb you know it's like just have a good time enjoy hanging out we get the chance to i mean we're getting older and, and you start seeing people you're truly older. well i mean <laughs> i'm still aging gracefully though and that's i'm gonna stay young it. until i die seven seconds that might be in seven seconds exactly he might be dead so i mean especially eating that pizza so i mean pizza's life <laughs> the reality is that you know a lot of our friends are getting older people that we knew from back in the day and some mm-hmm. of them are dying i mean yeah. some of them are gonna die and and it's like, yeah. we're missing out on those opportunities to actually just be with them and say, remember those days and have a good time. And and that's the thing that I don't want to miss out with my friend here. You know, he's going to be my buddy till, till, till the day we're dead. So I want to make tomorrow. sure that yeah, it could be, be tomorrow, but at least... Yeah, we're we trying to together. exacerbate things right now. Eat <laughs> <laughs> another piece of pizza. <laughs> well, it, did you ever think back then that you'd still be doing this? Today. I mean, obviously, you're doing different no. things. You're an accomplished medical professional. But did you ever think you'd still be fronting a, 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 punk, rock, a punk rock band, if not the Bull Weevils and 88 Fingers Louie? I didn't, I didn't. I mean, I was going to be doing something artistic because you got to do that as an outlet. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know it would be the Bull Weevils. I'm glad it is because those mm-hmm. are my buddies for life. I mean, that, that's the thing. I, I'm appreciative that I get the opportunity to do that. Um, you know, I played in some other bands for a while. I mean, I played in Lando's 45. I played in a cover band for a while. It's like you know, the Foundation All-Stars. I mean, I did that stuff because... I like music. I just enjoy that. But to have the opportunity to do the thing that started me off and I have full enjoyment and all those people that meant so much to me that still mean that much to me, um, I mean, that, that's a that's an awesome thing. You, you can't trade that in for anything. Yeah. So, but if you had to ask us way back when, like, hey, you're going to be playing in a band and it'll be 30 years next year that you're playing right? in a band, I'm like, <laughs> you drunk. <laughs> I think I think I always thought I was just going to be on like some sort of five-year plan. Like I thought, you know, eight, the first time 88 broke up was a little premature, but it was like, you know, you know, the band started in 93. I figured if we were done in 98, that's a good five five years. I didn't, you know, breakups notwithstanding, I didn't expect to still stay a band for, you know, on and off for 25 years. I, right. You know, in a lot of ways, I'm clearly past the... Uh, the age to become a fu- Chicago fireman, but you know that was that was in, that was in my blood. I was like, yeah, this punk rock stuff's gonna die down at some point. And, and gonna... your blood now is a lot of fat from this pizza. From What's this in my pizza, blood right now that. is uh, you're right. It's a bunch of fat. Mm-hmm. It's in my blood from blasts. Is that in your blood right now? <laughs> this pizza is really good. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of like it when it's not hot. It's kind of cooling down. I, I like a colder pizza. Well, then it has more solid in it because it yes. congeals. And at the point, that semi-solid of. of Oil, Although, to be clear, I am going to be hosing off my hands. <laughs> you should lick the them. Over. Just, just lick them like a cat. <laughs> On camera. 
All right, so here's what's going on. We are recording this portion or doing this portion on Facebook Live. We're going to continue the conversation in the podcast, which will be available soonish, sometime this week, on carconcarne.com. And you have my absolute guarantee it will get nerdier oh. and weirder. No, oh. It's going to get sexier. It's going to get sexier. It's going to get sexier. You're bringing it back. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, this really, (laughs) I've been dying to do a handjob-specific podcast, and finally, (laughs) I have the gentleman to make that happen. So thank you for being part of it. Holy. Thank you for being a handjob. Wow. I'm I'm out. I'm out. What the hell? What is this? What's in this pizza? Oh, my God. Are you feeling sleepy? No. I'm feeling, I'm feeling fighty. That's what I'm feeling right now. Let the dirt wash over you. <laughs> mm. I'm going to rise up from the dead. T'Challa! Thank you for watching on Facebook Live again, Carcon Carne. Uh, please tell a friend this has been the Boost Mobile live stream. That's Daryl. That's Dennis. Hi. We're in Hi. front of Dante's Pizza on Milwaukee Avenue. Uh, so far, we've almost been killed by a three-point turner. Mm-hmm. Who knows what will happen next? I, I hope it's not that hand job. Because, I mean, I'm like, I'm afraid. What the hell, man? I'm, I'm a firm but gentle lover. I'm just going to say that. Firm but gentle. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for watching. Oh, Bye-bye. <laughs> the music questions kind of, you know, put behind us. I thought we'd just talk about some general things. Oh, yeah. Let's general it up. Uh, so, Saturday night, I, I was living really kind of a rock star life. I was playing the game of life. With my 11-year-old daughter. It is life nowadays. It kind of is, right? Um, favorite board game? Oh, favorite board game. Mm. Okay. Right now, we've been playing Sorry a lot in my house. Oh, shit. And that gets competitive. It's all get out. Mm-hmm. So my daughters have learned to be cutthroat. Because I'm like, I don't, I don't play in that game. <laughs> it's like... No. I'm sorry, but you're getting sorry. Right it's like, you know, and it's like, you know, you should take that move and knock that piece back. You know, your sorry has been like really the jam right now. We play a lot of Uno for card games, but board games. I game, do love a good game of Uno. That, oh, my da- my daughters are like crazy with that. You put that so, on the dash. No, I'll put that. I'll I'll see your I'll see your sorry. Um, my favorite game growing up was Monopoly, but mm-hmm. I realized until my kids were old enough to play Monopoly with me. I was playing it wrong the entire time. Oh, yeah. We played it the other day, too. And I realized, A, how uh, complex it is, and B, talk about competitive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every every time you land on a property, somebody has to buy it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. He's like, oh, I don't want to buy this one. No, somebody has to buy that. It goes to auction, and you buy that stuff up. And you got to own all of them, put all your stuff up. I bankrupted my daughter the other day so quickly. (laughs) 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 She had all this money. I'm like... You realize I have no cash, but I have all these properties. I'm going to win. It's like, you don't have any money. I'm like, I'm going to have your money soon enough. Hotels ended up in that slum row. Boom, oh, yeah. got her. She's like, what are you? Oh, my God, you slumlord. I'm like, you're five, and I'm just destroying you economically. Oh, yeah, there's light blues. Yeah. But I was always playing it wrong for that reason, and because I always put money in free parking. Right. Free parking right. is just, just a parking. place yeah. you stop. Space. Stop at it yes. on your way around the board. My guy spent mm-hmm. a lot of time in jail, though, still making deals, which is kind of a metaphor for life <laughs> so I'm, I'm in jail getting paid i'm like oh that's what happens i think if push come to shove though um if it wasn't sorry it's probably candy land yeah dungeon in my house is also good too we bought dungeon yeah so it's a new dungeon kind of like the old school but new du- my girls love that game <laughs> all right first concert first concert ever yeah you don't get punk rock dude get no real. it wasn't punk rock get real first punk rock per, per, first concert i ever went to can i include an opera no. Okay. He's classy. Well, hey, listen. 
classy doctor. I was seven years old and classy at that time. I knew classy I was, parents. I was cla- my parents were classy. Um, first concert ever was um, let's see. I went to go see Bell Biv DeVoe. No, it wasn't. Oh. It wasn't Bell Biv DeVoe. It was either Prince or it's a cool first one. Yeah, it is. Like uh, or U two. It's like one of those two. Oh. Like big, like big concert. You remember what year? Oh God, uh, Purple Rain stuff. So eighty five ish. Eighty five, eighty six. Yeah, like Purple Rain Prince, and then U two. Uh, back when uh, Unforgettable Fire came out. So same general area. Same, yeah. yeah, same time era. That was so, eighty five. Yeah, so like back then, that was like the big first kind of concert. I saw the monkeys back in the day, too. Dude, that was <laughs> that my was, first concert. That was my first concert. Was it really? That was not my first concert. Not only was it my first concert, Dan and I, years later, realized that was his first concert, too. It was, it was the monkeys. Um, Herman's Hermits. Herman's Hermits. Gary Puckett in the Union Gap. Mm-hmm. Yep. At Poplar Creek. I was at that show. Yeah, that was my first concert. But I, I, That was my first show, though. Wow. My man. first concert. And I was... Was that when they had that song, That Was Then, This Is yeah. Now? They're, yep. they're working that one. Yep. That was then. Uh-huh. This that is... And then they, they did the cover of Kicks, the Paul Revere song. Yeah. Yeah. Did Kick. Paul Revere and the Raiders play? No. No, I swear to God they played. Not that show. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, That show was memorable for a number of reasons. Uh, a, it was my first show. I was... This would have been like 85, so I would have been like 13 going on 14. And... uh. My, my dad took myself and my two younger brothers, and uh, at one point, I don't know if we had begged him to get T-shirts for us, but he volunteered to take my youngest brother down to, you know, downhill to the merchandising area, and he got us some shirts, and while he was gone, uh, these bikers in front of us uh, <laughs> saw that we were, uh, our line of sight was severely impaired, so not knowing stranger danger at all. They said, you guys want to get on our shoulders and watch the show. So we're like, yeah, it's the monkeys. So we get on these strangers' shoulders. And they put you right in front of them, and they, facing them. <laughs> and they, and I remember turning to my brother, you asshole. I remember turning to my brother, I'm like, it smells like someone's burning leaves around. What, what could that be about? And then shortly after my dad and my youngest brother came back, my dad just probably was white as a ghost seeing us on top of... <laughs> On top of bikers, and quickly, quickly had us come down, and we were. I remember asking my. You dad didn't really about, come down because that contact high kept you up there. <laughs> That's right. Like, dad, I need a Twinkie, and why does it smell like burning leaves? <laughs> um, but then I saw monkeys a second time later that year or the following year at the then the Rosemont Horizon. They did a Archdiocese of Chicago sponsored a show, and oh. I don't remember who else played. But we went as a field trip for our, our, our uh, grade school class. Did you get touched there, too? I did not get touched there, or? unfortunately. Okay. I was asking for it, but I did not get touched. Oh I know that then Cardinal Joseph Bernadine came out and did like a did a, uh, was that pre, speech. Was that pre his cancer or post his cancer diagnosis? Oh, pre. Okay. This is pre. Yeah. And when he would get up on stage, he would work blue. And he, yeah, you wouldn't believe. Yeah, he's like, "What the fuck is up, motherfuckers?" I'm like, "Oh, he's a who's ready to see Jesus tonight? <laughs> who's ready to look at that Corinthians?" I thought it was <laughs> not really- the leather. I'm talking about the the verses. I thought it was weird that he said, "God damn, here come the monkeys." Uh-huh. <laughs> and we didn't evolve from them, by the way. Just point it out. <laughs> but they are in some playing some evolved music tonight. 
There are no Beatles. <laughs> uh, if you don't mind me hijacking the interview question, what is the first concert you went to by yourself without parental supervision? No, Prince was the one I went to. Like, it was Prince and then oh, you too. Yeah. you never went to con- concerts with your friends? No, my, my buddies went. It was just Are my, your parents, I mean? Your parents never took you anyway? No. My oh. parents would drop us off because they thought we were responsible enough to go. Oh. Such a different era, too. I mean, my parents would drop us off at shows yeah. in, in Rosemont to the Aragon. Yep. Fast forward to the present day, I don't think I would do that with my kids. No, not right. the Aragon. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. But it's not like Uptown was safer when I was a kid. No. Yeah, it was even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let's drop you off, James. Here you go. But, and this was be- think about this. This was before cell phones. Right. So think about that leap of faith. Parents would <laughs> drop you off. down to that phone and use a dime to call home. <laughs> and Here, Frank- let me hold the phone for you. <laughs> like my parents would literally, they'd get there maybe 40 minutes before the show was supposed to end, and they would just circle the block yep. until they yeah. saw us. Yeah. Or sleep in the car. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine doing that with my kids, and they have cell phones now. Yeah. <laughs> On Boost Mobile. On Boost Mobile, uh-huh. yes. They, yeah, better. But yeah, I mean, that is that is one of those things you think about. Like, the, the old school going to a show, like, you would go there by yourself. Yeah. As yeah. like a 15, 16-year-old kid. Yeah. And then hang out and then find your parents at the end and get picked up. Right. Mm-hmm. And then come home. Yeah. You know, one of those bikers didn't take you home. But oh. the, I think what that speaks to <laughs> is Dennis's effortless ability to make friends because he's a people person. Yeah, that was, right. And that so he was able to <laughs> befriend the kindly bikers at the mm-hmm. Monkey Show. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. It just speaks to your warmth. Yeah. He was warm, definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, 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 they took me in their warm embrace. <laughs> All right, wait, so Dennis, the first concert you went to sans parents was? <clears throat> UB40. All right. Well, that's not that It was the, during the uh, Red Red Wine... Uh, Labor re- of Love? Re- reintroduction of Red Red Wine. Oh, yeah. I saw them at the UIC Pavilion, and by then I knew what burning leaves were. Oh. I, I saw not partake, ton- but I knew what they was. When I was a kid, I saw a ton of shows at the Pavilion. Yeah. I mean, nothing comes there now, but I saw Lou Reed there twice. I saw the Psychedelic Furs. I saw Billy Idol. I saw oh, uh, Pretenders with Iggy Pop there. I mean, I, it's Iron Maiden there. Sweet. Awesome. Which, by the way, I've seen Maiden on the past couple tours. They're still fucking awesome. They are awesome. That, that, that We sat, like, third row. Me and my buddy Paul sat third row. It was, like, amazing. Like, they they put on such a great show. It is, it is like, and they are tight. They are just They're tight. tight. Dickinson's voice is still so amazing. good. Yeah, he doesn't have amazing. to. He, he doesn't cheat. No. And here's the thing about Maiden: they're setless. They just don't give a fuck. No. Yeah. No. You will like the songs they play because yes. they're Iron Maiden. But yeah. if you're if you're going expecting a hit parade, it's not going to happen. Not necessarily. No. Now, no. Cheap Trick has the same methodology, but their setless are always wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a... I I love Cheap Trick, and I'm, I I feel bad even saying anything remotely. Uh, Bad about them. Bad about them. Then maybe you shouldn't do it then. But you're... they do the jam set. They do the jam thing now, at their at their shows. They take all of their three and a half minute pop songs, and they stretch them out to an annoyingly length. You know? Did you ever hear that whole thing? If you can't say something nice about somebody, you just don't say something. Hey, hey, Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're lifelong friends and all. <laughs> you're gonna stop talking right now. You, you, you should go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm saying. Go fuck. Go fuck. Go fuck yourself, Daryl. Wow. See, there you go. Where's Ian McKay? We're, we need, here, we need tell him the story. You got to tell him the story. We got a funny Fugazi story. So, yeah, so we, uh, there was a time that Dennis and I were, like, fighting, like, physically fighting, actually. Right? <laughs> we, whatever that physical fight was. I mean, I don't know what it was, like, a couple pushes and maybe, yeah. I don't know, like, 
a slap fight. I don't even know what it was. Tickle fight. It wasn't even that. It was like, it was, seriously, it was like I was. I wanted to kill you. We were, annoyed. <laughs> we, we, we were at we were at a Fugazi show at the Oak Theater, okay. right? Oak Theater. Yep, Oak. And uh, I was I was annoyed at you. You were annoyed at me, and I can't remember what. what I don't even know why we were it. we were fighting about something. It was stupid. We, it, it was, had it to was be dumb. Stupid, yeah. And. I, I don't have the most even temper in the world. I, I, I wish I could. But see, see you don't pick fights with people that you can beat. No, I don't. I never do. I mean, it's like I'm like I'm going to kill you. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I have a reach on you. You're not going to get near me. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to strangle you, yeah. <laughs> punch you a bunch of times, poke your eyes out with my thumbs, yeah. and then strangle you again. Yes. And then take your dead body and feed it to bikers. I was gonna, I was going to do that to you. <laughs> Back to the bikers. Right, but but it's like so we were fighting. Yeah. And screaming at each other, and it's like, I'm like, F you, blah, 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 blah. we're fighting about something. Then yeah. he's like, They hey, stopped the show. They stopped hey, the show. You guys back there fighting, what's going on with this stuff? Just cut out, man. And it's like, So you got called out at the Fugazi we show. Did. Yeah, we did. And it's like, we looked at each other, we're like, For Ian, hug, go into the pit. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the pit. It's like, that, That's it. So whenever we get into some kind of a scuffle, it's always like, for Ian, man. For Ian. We just let we it go. We don't get scuffles. Half the time, we'll just randomly walk up to each other. For Ian. We won't even say anything. We'll just look at each other and be like, for Ian. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. So Ian McKay brought us back together. Yeah. I love that. Funny, you know, he did Peacemaker, man. He I want you guys to appreciate, I am covered in grease. Like, I don't know how you both dodged the bullet, but... Oh, I'm, I'll take your grease and I'll raise your crumbs. I've got crumbs all over. I'm, I'm, I'm take the crumbs. very clean here. I, You know, you got to eat with your pinky up. You know what I think it is? Fancy. Our pizzas were served on paper plates and they were stacked up. I had the one on the bottom. Yeah. So, so I think I caught the grease through. from both of your <laughs> yes, pieces. It did come through. It that, did kind that of descend. Has to, because it, it seems like a disproportionate amount of grease like that's on my body. Inferno just coming down to the seventh <laughs> layer of hell. Just coming by, down by the way, while we were talking, Tim was blowing up my phone saying, Daryl's allowed to go back in my restaurant whenever he wants. Oh, nice. The dentist isn't allowed. <laughs> nice. So I, I'm going to go from uh, Tim Murphy, I love you, to Tim Murphy, go fuck yourself. I love Tim. Thank you, man. Yeah. I feel terrible. I don't know why I said Blaze. But I hope I, I hope I redeem myself. I, I, you guys are all effed. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you guys Anybody, this That's is the closest thing I have to like running water and soap. I've got the Purell hand sanitizer. I don't know if that will actually take care of that. We'll cut through I just the what are you, a doctor? I need like lava soap. Is what you I need just, to cut through that right now. I, I, I want an alternative to the way I feel right now, and this is the closest thing I have. <laughs> well, I want to feel mouth, differently. Make you feel really alternative. If, if James wants to get Miles Crane or Niles Crane. Get rid of them germs. Let them get rid of the germs. Right. Just do it. Get rid of the germs. Do There's it. nothing more punk rock than a Frasier reference. No. <laughs> There's actually lots of things. That are <laughs> but hey, who's calling that out? Who has the punk rock rule book written? I don't know. All right. So I stir do. crazy. <laughs> stir crazy aside. <clears throat> yeah. Favorite movie. The, favorite? the one you can watch over and over and over. Oh, geez. I can watch over and over and over. Blues Brothers. Blues, yeah. Bro- Blues Brothers and Goodfellas. Blazing Saddles. Yes. Blazing Saddles. Um, but there's a lot of them. I mean, Blazing Saddles is one. Um, I have to say, Big Trouble in Little China. I can watch that over and over and over. Um, um, Truth or Dare, the original. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Truth or Dare? The original Truth or Dare? Have you seen it? I don't know that I have. Oh, my oh, God. That was one of our New Year's Eve? Uh, yes, we used to watch that over and yeah. over again. We used to watch the worst movies ever. Slugs? You ever, slugs? You ever see Freaks? <laughs> freaks? Wait, like Todd Browning's Freaks? No. Yes. No, yes, it is. Is that Todd Browning's Freaks? The old From school? the 1920s? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, okay. That's yeah, one yeah. of the greatest movies ever made. It is. It's oh. a great movie. Yeah. Great movie. I mean, it's really one of creepy. us. Yes, one of us. We all freaks of what? Gobble, gobble. One of us. One of us. Gobble, gobble. So. Oh, my God. Imagine, so, imagine 
10 to 12 people, mostly dudes, on a New Year's Eve, <laughs> hunkering down in the, the mean streets of Elmwood Park, mm-hmm. watching watching stuff like uh, Slugs, Freaks, and Far Out Man. Right. <laughs> and, and none of us and were, were smoking anything back no, then. But no. the idea of that imagine, we could no. sit and watch a uh, Tommy Chong movie and... and Laugh our asses off. I know. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think Blazing Saddles, um, you know, I like Big Big Trouble in Little China. Um, I can watch The Warriors over and over again. Yeah. I could watch that over you and know? over again. I mean, because I, I that watch... was like a comic book to me. Right. Yeah. When I saw it as a kid, that was like watching a comic book. I mean, Empire Strikes Back, I can watch over and over again. I mean, nope. I, that's, I mean, seriously. Um, God, I, I, you know, Spider Man 2, I can watch that over and over again. See, here's, here's where you're confounding me, Daryl. I, I feel like we're like-minded in a lot of stuff. I can't do Star Wars in any way, shape, or form. I, you're dead to me. Wow, <laughs> dead to me. I can't. I just. Why can't you? Someone's a car cone asshole. <laughs> I mean, why? why? <laughs> Jeez. No, really. So, Wait, that's so, me, isn't it? Yes, that's you. No, that's, no, everybody has a different opinion. That's fine. I mean, there's some people that can't do that. That's true. So, I mean, I can watch Raiders of the Lost Ark over and over again. That movie is. Awesome. I mean, you, you can't watch it. Temple of Doom over and over again, though. Yes, yeah. I, that movie still uh, makes. I love that movie, though. That's a once in a blue moon. I can you, watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Lost Ark all the you know, time. you know that you know the time stream on that. How it works? That Temple of Doom is before Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? You know I, that, right? I did not know that. Yes, Temple of Doom, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, shit. Then of course the Last Crusade, Ugh. and then of course Crystal the Crystal Skull Fudge, which yeah. is that, that whole movie. So it was horrible, um, which is garbage. <laughs> Let me hide in this refrigerator right now and suffocate because it's garbage. This movie is garbage. <laughs> this nuclear waste of this movie being made, Harrison Ford's like, why can't I suffocate in this damn thing? <laughs> you know, oh, Shadow Buffs out there. Let me still try and kill myself because I can't do it enough. Uh, there's no Transformers to kill him. What's going on? So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I can watch the Raiders movies like over and over again. Um, I mean, there's just so many movies that are just so classic. The Road Warrior. I can that movie. Yes. I can watch over and over again. It's yes. like th- that. That movie is just perfect in the way that it's made. Now, you, I, I have a hard time watching movies more than once because every time I do, I think, well, I should watch something I haven't seen before. Like, it's so rare. And I, I, I would think, Daryl, as a parent and someone who works like 15-hour days, when you get those two hours, it's like, I, I want to make sure they count. But, you know, look at what your kids do. They watch the same thing. I know. And I did, too, over when I was a kid. Over again. Yeah. Over and over again. It's like... Can't you watch a new episode of this My Little Pony? I don't watch this one. I'm like, I kind of want to know what happens to Rarity. What's going on? <laughs> oh my god! I, mean, I don't know. Did she? Did she actually get the diamond she wanted? I, mean, I don't know. I'll tell you. One of the few movies I can watch more than once is National Lampoon's Vacation. Yes. 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 <laughs> so, so comedies you can watch over and over again because because you want to laugh like yeah. all the time. It's like so dramas you kind of watch like eh, it's, you can watch it again if you want to, but you really don't. But action movies, yeah. But comedies are things like I said. Blazing Saddles, the first thing that comes to mind, I can watch. Young Frankenstein, I can watch that over and over again. Um, you know, History of the World Part 1, I can watch, like a Mel Brooks movie, you you can watch those endlessly and laugh all the time. You laugh preemptively <laughs> yes. before the parts come up because uh-huh. you know what's going to happen. Yeah, you're so familiar And you're laughing even more when yeah. you watch them again. And it's just that kind of stuff is the thing that makes you feel good. It's like you, you watch these things and go, God, this is so damn good. And, and some of those things you think couldn't even be made nowadays. Oh, yes. no. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, I'm a huge Monty Python fan. Yeah, and Life of Brian is. Yeah, you can't. You couldn't get away. I was. I was. Uh, no. I, I saw uh, John Cleese on. I want to say it was Conan just a couple nights ago, and I just keep thinking like, there's no way, any sort of Faulty Tower or Faulty Well Faulty Towers too, but any sort of Monty Python movie, there's no way 
it would get made now. It'd be politically right. incorrect. Yep. Someone would take offense to it, <laughs> and it would, you know, it would go straight to, you know, DVD or whatever. Isn't that what comedy's supposed to do? It's supposed to kind of push the look envelope of things and say, hey, Absolutely. look how the folly of this. Look how stupid this is. Yeah. Look how funny this is. Instead of like, oh, take it so serious. It's like, that's the yeah. point of it. And, and, and I mean... Those are the movies I can watch over and over again because you have to laugh and you're going like, this yeah. is amazing. I mean, God, Blazing Saddles is so amazing as a movie all around. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and you watch it, you understand, you know, Bart is the hero and he's showing <laughs> that people of Rock Ridge are stupid as hell and you're laughing at them with their dumb ignorance. It's like, that's the funniest stuff. And, you know, and Bart's just slick and walking around doing his thing. It's just like, it's just so... <laughs> I'm laughing thinking of all the scenes right now that are just so damn funny. You know? It's like that, that, that is a movie over and over again, forever, that can be watched and you go, always funny, always classic. See, always and funny. there I am with Vacation, that scene where Chevy Chase freaks out on his family, mm-hmm. pulls the car over, and goes on a tirade, a profane tirade. Yeah. I've seen that 30 times. I still laugh. <laughs> right, right. And even thinking about it in my head, thinking about that dialogue makes me laugh. Yes, yeah. yes. And Blues Brothers, seriously, that movie all around is just awesome, feel good, funny. Yes. And it's like we were listening to, you know, songs from the Blues Brothers the other day and at my kid's school. They were playing it at this no assembly way. thing. And they're like, you know, so we're going, everybody mm-hmm. needs somebody. <laughs> everybody. Who needs guitar? Needs somebody. Wait, what, what just happened? Did you it. see that out the window? No. The bike was really out of control. It was. Uh, I don't. Was that a bike? Was that a unicycle? What just a happened? Bike, a very high bike. But seriously, the the seat, the bike seat, was higher than the minivan then, in then front of us. He was at the contact high after the monkeys. But that was weird. That was like a circus <laughs> bike that just went past us. We are in Logan Square. Yes, we are in Logan Square. So, God, so fucking hipsters. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so no. I mean, so they were, we were listening to that. And my daughters were like, "Going, this is amazing music." I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, this is like amazing stuff. Listen to this. This is great music." And we're just dancing, and having a good time. And I'm like, "You're still too young to watch the Blues Brothers." Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> just, yes. That that is an R-rated movie. Still yeah. too watch. I mean, so they'll get to it at some point. But it's like, I can't wait to show it to him. <laughs> One of my favorite songs used in that movie, uh, Taj Mahal, She Caught the Katie. Yes. My yes. God, that's a great song. Yes. yes. So, I mean, it's like, that's the kind of stuff that you, you watch over and over again because of the kind of the visceral feeling of, like, joy you get from watching mm-hmm. these things. And, mm-hmm. and that's when you can watch them over and over again because you feel that same elation as you watch that movie. So, yes, Blazing Saddles is one, hands down, watch it Va- over and over again. Va- vacation holds the honor of, at least in my mind, of... That was the first rated R movie that my parents let us watch. Hmm. Um, On your own? No, with 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 my dad. Uh, I don't think he realized that in that shower scene that Beverly D'Angelo was going to uh, show show and, and what she showed. There's a masturbation joke in there which yeah. makes the youngins uncomfortable in front of mom and dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you went to go see like you know Superfly with your parents. Oh God! <laughs> and I don't know if my I mean my dad took us that. I'm like um, I'm really not. I'm like three or four, and I'm really like in a movie about a pimp. It's like what the, I don't even understand what's happening here. I don't get it. That's when your dad said my pimp pimp is strong, right? I'm like yeah. uh, so. Yeah, I guess uh, it affected me in some way. I don't know. It's like geez. Getting getting back to the Blues Brothers, uh, I grew up on the border of Chicago and Park Ridge, Rafa Devon Avenue, and one one night. We went out for ice cream, and my dad said, it's too nice of a night out to go back home. Let's walk down um, walk down Devon into, uh, into Park Ridge. And, you know, 7-Eleven's open. You guys can play your arcade games or whatever. <laughs> so we start walking, and as we're walking, we, we, we see um, 
police lights and fire, you know, fire truck lights or whatever. And we're, we're, we're starting to walk around and we're like, my dad's like, oh, the uh, road's closed. What's, what's going on? Filming. Anyway, we go there. They're filming the Blues Brothers. They're filming um, the scene. Nelson Funeral Home was at Devon and Cumberland. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. were there as they were filming that scene. <laughs> That's and amazing. Across the street, I don't know if they were doubles. To this day, I want to believe they were their actual John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Uh, you know, we were among probably 30 or 40 other people that were gathered around. And they stopped in the middle of whatever they were doing to, you know, wave to us and say hi. They wouldn't come across the street to sign autographs or anything like that. But uh, Wow. That's pretty cool. But we were, we were there when we, they filmed part of Blues Brothers. So maybe that's what, one of the reasons why I like it so much is because yeah. I have a... Well, it's a great movie. It's, it's the quintessential Chicago film. Yes. Yeah. I mean, all, you know, driving past Calumet Fisheries. Yes. I mean, everything about it is so yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Uh, all right, let me get a little more narrow because I'm a horror fan. Do you have a favorite horror movie? <sighs> Boy, that's a, that's a good one. Okay. Um, let me think about that favorite horror movie Dennis do you watch horror uh, I do uh, I'm, but I'm gonna go with the ultimate classic still scares the shit out of me Exorcist, Exorcist. Is, yeah that's yeah. one that freaks me out Exorcist yeah. does see I don't know if Exorcist freaks me out I think it's great I, I read the book love the movie yep. but because I never had like a, a Catholic school upbringing or I never had a religious right. upbringing it doesn't affect me as much, but I know people who had like religious families yeah. and you know, went to Sunday school every, every week. Yeah, they it, still believe, well, maybe there's a chance that God and devil stuff is real. That really gets to them. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's like Exorcist freaks me out. I mean, it, it, that movie is probably the one that is the most horrific movie, I mm-hmm. think, in some sense. Now you watch it now, it's kind of like, eh, it's not that freaky, Although but it is. There are like still, the, I, there's some vile things that come out of her mouth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. it, it, what she does with the crucifix? Oh, yeah, yeah that's that's still that's, one of those things that's, that's, that's kind of sticks in the brain. The brain. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but it's a fun, like, romp as horror movies. I think the uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street movie, they're freaking amazing. I still think that first one's so great. It, they're amazing. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. those are things that you go, that's that's good. I mean, and, and Freddy's just a great villain. I mean, yes. he like, is. You know, he is. And it, it, it just the way he systematically kills me. Then the dream, and Dream Warriors is a great movie. Come yeah. on, Dream Warriors is awesome. Yeah. Dawkins singing Dream Warriors. <laughs> don't wanna dream no more. I, lo- I love how they went from uh, Dawkins, and then the next one they did uh, had Goo Goo Dolls on the soundtrack. Right, right. <laughs> how did they dropped? Amazing. <laughs> no Dawkins. I mean, seriously, I, those were good movies. I, th- I think it's probably because of my Catholic upbringing. That but you know, I, I'm a scared. I'm, I'm I'm still scared of the of uh, the Exorcist. I still get the shit scared out of me when I watch the original Omen too. Oh yeah, Omen. That's a great one. That, yeah. that's good. But you know, it's a really good horror. I have to say because it's suspe- is Alien. Yes, the original Alien is really just that gets you. It's it's a horror movie in space. That, oh, it absolutely is, is. Alien gets you, and that is a great movie. And even the thing. That that oh, well, movie the thing is amazing. It's amazing. I and mean, we can go down the John Carpenter you know, I mean, rabbit seriously. Rabbit, yeah. So so you talk about you talk about good horror movies like that. That's like where you go. Well, this movie is amazing. This what, is like the, what did you guys think of that last Alien movie? I didn't it, watch it. I didn't watch it. It, it. it took the great parts of the first Alien movie, and it just it just amped him to an almost cheesy level. I agree. Yeah. I didn't watch it, so it, 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 there too much bad hype and hype, and I, I, I didn't see yeah, it. It's, it was it, it was overblown. But I thought they were just split off, and I thought they were going to do two different times. They're going to Deus Ex it, and suddenly it's going to be Ripley waking up from her sleep, and it's going to be a whole different thing. Isn't that what they're going to do? That's what they're talking mm-hmm. about doing, yeah. I, mean, I, I probably told the story on the podcast before, but Alien, the original one, came out 78, maybe? Yeah, 78, yeah. 79. And, yeah, 79. 
Uh, my father took me as a small child to the <laughs> Golf Mill Theater. To Golf Alien. Mill Theater, yes. The golf, it, it was a thing. And the, uh, the Mill Run Theater was there. It was like mm-hmm. Theater in the Round over in Milwaukee, a little bit further north on Milwaukee. Um, I remember nervously watching the movie. And then, I mean, you know, you know the scene, the chestburst <laughs> yes, scene. Yes. I mean, and this is before the internet. This is before you kind of knew what to expect. Yeah. I mean, just the most terrifying thing for a small child to see. Right. That was the first time I had my one of my parents leave the movie theater. Oh. Oh, I couldn't. I mean, that was that was really yes. fuck you up kind of stuff going on. <laughs> yes. <out> it's <laughs> true. Did you piss your pants? Did I piss my pants? But that was that was really enough. I mean, you, you saw things were kind of heading down the bad road, and then. Didn't really see that that was going to happen with his stomach, and yeah. I was done. I don't think I saw the entire movie until maybe ten years after that. <laughs> <laughs> Finally completed that. You just got certain sweating right before it happens. Your hands are shaking. You're like, well, but no, I, no, not this part. I agree, and it wasn't just that. But I, I agree with you. That that is a horror movie. Yes, yeah. and it is a great horror movie. It is so. It has you on the edge of your seat. You're like going, I, and and it's the, the moments of silence in the movie, of just hearing. The sensor that's sensing, doom, yeah, doom. oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, that kind of stuff. You're like, bad stuff's gonna happen. Bad stuff's gonna happen. It's like, it's too dark. I, I, the flashlight's not looking quick enough to find where it. This is yeah. just not gonna end well. This is all gonna end badly. All gonna end badly. This is horrible. And it's a great movie. Just all around. It, just suspense in it's so damn good. And when you're a kid and you're watching the alien movies, you're like, yeah, this is scary and all that. That that alien popping out of the stomach scene's fucked up. But then when you get older, at least for me, I started appreciate. I started appreciating. A lot more of the visual aspects of movies, yeah. and when when I realized that nineteen or twenty, I think it was when I realized that H.R. Uh, Geiger or Giger, however yeah. you know mm-hmm. his name, he was you know responsible for a lot of that set design. I I, I fell in love with the movie all over. Again. Yeah, yeah. It was around that same time. I, this says a lot about my childhood and the way I was raised. But uh, the F'd year before up. that, yeah, uh, <laughs> year before that, my parents took me to see Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh yes, I, <laughs> I think that was. But that, that's another example to me. I, to this day, one of my favorite movies yeah. of a sci-fi movie that's really a horror movie. Yes, yeah, yes. And I could still watch that movie. Yes, and because the cast is so good, you've got uh, Donald Sutherland and Jeff Goldblum. You've seen Leonard the Nimoy. Yeah, which one? You've seen the original. Yeah, from the fifties, which was more of like a Cold War yeah. parable. It's yeah. But the, but the one from seventy-eight. It's freaky. I, Donald it's freaky. Sutherland, man. I still think of him whenever I watch. I still think of Body Snatchers whenever I, I see another Donald Sutherland. You think movie. of that when you watch Body Double? Hey. Think of it when I see the Hunger Games. It's true. I, I still think of him as uh, Dr. I, I remember Nimoy's name. It was Kibner, I think, of that movie. But yeah. anyway, that movie is so good and so stressful to watch. And again, going back before the internet, before people had cell phones, before spoilers were a thing, you didn't see that ending coming. No, and that, nope. to me, was one of no. the all-time great movie right. endings. Yeah. I don't like happy endings in movies. Right. And people no. it, watching that first strike spectacle go, I can't believe that that's this guy's his father. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Who's his father? You know, Darth Vader. You son of a... <laughs> One of my other all-time favorite movie endings, because it was a dark ending, it was another sci-fi horror movie. It was The Mist, the Stephen King yes. adaptation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Easily the darkest ending I think I've ever seen in a movie. You know, darkest movie ending. Um... I think Phantasm 2. <laughs> I just rewatched the first Phantasm Friday night. Aren't they in like Phantasm 8 at this point? I know. Phantasm they, they, Ravager came yes, out last in the year. the car. Yeah. The, I mean, it's just, that's horrible. <laughs> it, we have to go see that in the theater, though. Phantasm, you know. 
in the end, you know, that's, you know, was it the tall man? No, it's not. He's like, oh, I thought it's over. It's like, just, oh, God. I have to admit, I'm not really that versed on Phantasm. I used to get Phantasm and Scanners confused. Scanners, oh, scanners. is totally yeah. different, man. Scanners, scanners is, is the one with the face, the, the, the yeah, guy who makes someone's like, head blow up. blow yeah. people's heads off. Man. Yeah, okay. That's, that was a great concept. That's a great movie. That's, like I said, and then Body Double. Remember that movie, Body Double, with the, yeah. you know. The, who was the woman in that? God, who was in that? Oh, because um, there was some star power in that one, right? And you could tell yeah. that they were fake because they had the eye that would glint, mm-hmm. and, the, and then they had the gun that could, you know, kind of erase their. You know, yeah, that was that was a pretty good movie, man. Oh, you want to hear of a scary movie? Not a lot of people know about this. It was Altered a, States. No, I believe it was. We're only going to talk TV. about movies released between 1978 and 1984. <laughs> right, yes. Yes. <laughs> this definitely falls in between. In, in, in between then. Do you guys remember a movie called Burnt Offerings? Yeah, that movie was freaky as hell. It scared the shit out of me. Betty Davis. Yes. Oliver Reed. I don't think I've ever seen Karen it. I'm Black. aware of it, but I don't think I've ever seen oh, it. That's kind of freaky. You need to see it. Yeah, you, you need, need to see, see it. It is freaky. I, that used to freak me out as a kid, too. Yes. Wasn't it, yeah. wasn't it a made-for-TV movie? It was. It was freaky, like, man. For, like, CBS or something? Yes. Yes. So if you could find it, I'm sure... i got to believe you could probably just YouTube it and see Horrible. It, the whole thing. So it, it, it was freaky. It's... I Yeah, there's... All right, so as we head toward the finish line here. (laughs) (laughs) Quick ending, quick ending. But I want to bring it back to the things people know you most for, your music. Uh, Bull Weevils. Yes. Do you have something going on locally? We do. we got a couple things going on locally. we um, we got two shows coming up in May. We have... uh, May 11th is going to be us with Teenage Bottle Rocket at uh, the Brower House out in Lombard. The Lilac Village yes, in Lombard. That's going to be a great <laughs> show. Avenues. And um, who else is playing? Um, That's a stacked lineup, if I remember. Yeah. You guys, Avenues in, uh, and um, Platypus Rex? Are no, they no, 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 no. Oh. Um, U.S. Maple. No, not US the band from Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, just, uh Oh, are you talking about uh, 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 of Sprinkler? No. <laughs> uh, I can't even think of everything right now. My, my brain's getting all screwed up because of all this crazy talk. Um, uh-huh. And um, so it, it, that's going to be a great show. Um, then we're also playing on May 4th out in Joliet at the Forge oh boy. with the Dead Kennedys and TSOL. Um, and, and Evil Engine. Evil Engine, yes, and also Gay Black Republican. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I will say that. Evil Engine. Yes, Former Carcon Carney yes. guest. Yep. Evil Great. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. So we're doing that. So you got May 4th. May the 4th be with you. And also May 11th. Um, you can see our stuff on Facebook or whatever. You go on our Facebook and you can find out stuff. Then we're also going to be heading out to California at the end of May uh, to go up the coast um, to do uh, start in San Diego and then have the coast. I think Pomona. And then I think we're doing uh, San Francisco, the Bay Area. Um, kind of just do some dates up there to kind of do a weekend on the West Coast. Um, that's going to be May into June. And um, that's what we got coming up so far. We got some other things probably planned for later in the summer and hopefully some stuff in the fall. Um, but, yeah, just check out our Facebook page and follow it and, and you know, look at us on Twitter or whatever you want to go to. And we'll have some things posted up there. And here's the good news about your local shows. They're happening after Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. So if someone after the show wants to discuss what happens in that movie with you. Yes, I mean, perfect. Talk. Yeah, you'll we be ready. Talk. You'll be... Ultimate LFI versus the... All right, so Dennis, 88 Netflix. Fingers Louie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 88 Fingers Louie has nothing planned locally. 
Um, for the time being, we are heading out to Canada again. This time, uh, the West Coast will be doing that um, uh, middle of April. Because really, if you're going to go to Canada, kind of British Columbia is where you got to yes. go. Yes, that, that is one area of uh, Canada we have not tackled since we've been back together. So we're uh, excited to get back there. We're uh, trying to fill our mid to late summer with stuff. Um, so July, August, we're hopefully hopefully beginning to doing some stuff. Uh, definitely locally before the end of the year um and then we're uh we just started uh thinking about uh song ideas for album number 75 <laughs> i was hoping that was the case we, yeah. we've got stuff that we just have to record and we haven't had a chance to get out and record yet so we we have a lot of new songs as well um that we've been playing live but we just have not put them down yet onto the digital format that would be this is exciting choice. So we just got to get it recorded. We haven't had the time to do it yet. We're looking at doing that. We got to find out where we're going to record too. So Bomb Shelter Recording Studios, Park Ridge, <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> I'm going to laugh really loud. <laughs> well, Dennis, as always, thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a James. Wow. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. See? Wow. You brought yeah. that back. Yeah. yeah. I got to bring it back. back. All right, guys, thank now. you so much for doing this. Oh, Thanks, pal. Yeah, it was it's awesome. Good to, thank good you for having us out here. Hope we didn't like you know ruin your day. No, I ruined my pants, but that was great. <laughs> it had nothing to do with you. 